guys. He probably, sent, he probably refuses dude, to wear a mask. Dude, dude, I sent Rob uh, from Metal Injection it the other day, like his post, but basically it is an outdoor metal event in LA that is a large circle pit going on. Everybody's together. It's a fucking show. And his little fucking joke he posts is like, don't worry, I wore a mask. And it's like, yo. And I sent that to Rob because like metal injection, they're like on like the, the t- like on the tip of like, hey, fucking stop being stupid. This is why we can't have anything. Hey, that's this about seventy percent like- effective as long as everyone else is wearing their mask because I imagine oh, they certainly nobody probably wore, wore a not. fucking mask. Go on his fucking <laughs> stupid Instagram because I guarantee you it's still on there and he means nothing. So nobody's probably wow. fucking seen it e- either. But I like I sent it to him just to be like yo, and he was like literally Rob was just like fucking idiots. And it was like, yeah, man, probably so no shit. Call in a plague rat. Too. Like, got some, got some plague rat, plague rat shit. Yeah, just anyways, I had to share that with you. I was just like, before we yeah, started, y'all are tripping, thing, fucking like, not wearing fuck. your mask and in going to a show and circle pitting. That is fucking Into that is a bonkers. circle pit. This is not the time. I mean, I'm scared. Completely utter right disregard now. for yourself and others. But honestly, anyway. there's that, that fucking like stupid meathead fucking metal side, which is just a bunch of dumbasses with long hair. They fucking don't know shit. Anymore. Yo, it's I want to throw up my rotator cuff and fucking throw up in the garbage in the hallway just as bad as you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, I want to do it, too. I want to go fucking crazy and lose my goddamn mind at a show and scream and spittle all over Levi while we fucking jump yep. all over the, the tall people in front of us. You know, whatever. <sighs> we, I, we I miss never, that we, shit, but we, we, I, we were never I can. Spitters. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Spittle. Like, it's yep. just, it just oh, happens. Yeah. Yep. Just, spit, it, just spitting on people. That's what I normally do when I go people. to shows. But yeah, man, it was just, it was, it was so fucking absurd. Just like I had to share that with you. I was like, I know you probably didn't see it and everything. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? No, that's, that's fucking, that's sus sus. Yep. Anywho, do you think you uh, should we go ahead and kick this off? Let's party, man. Let's do this. Yeah, we got quite a few people in the chat. I think we're, I think we're good to go. Oh, hell yeah. We got Kevin. <laughs> so we we got Kevin. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the 53rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, please follow us on Spotify, leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to mathcoreindex at gmail.com. Bands on this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters, so if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits, you can go check that out as well. So I think we're about ready to go ahead and get started here. Mm Mm-hmm. So the first band we're going to talk about is Autocatalytica. And Autocatalytica are a progressive metal mathcore project from Toronto, Ontario, by way of Brooklyn, New York. And originally from Boston, Massachusetts, actually, according to their Facebook. We covered this band in a very, very early episode of this podcast, and mm-hmm. formerly, yeah, a long time ago, like 2017, I want to say. And uh, formerly they featured the homie Emmett of Detach the Islands on drums. So they, they are, they're back with their new full-length album, which is called Power Clashing Maximalism. What a fucking name. And that came out on <laughs> October 16th. Love that album title. That's that's great. What a, what a phrase. Oh, it's great, man. Yep. And somehow feels sort of relevant you know, in a way that I can't really put my finger on. Certainly, je ne sais quoi. So since re- relocating to Ontario, to Toronto, that is, the band has turned into more of like a solo project of Eric Thorfinson, who is the guitarist... And uh, I presumably like one of the main songwriters originally. 
And the album now features, as opposed to like a static lineup, it features like a whole host of different guest vocalists and musicians. Yeah, it's like a rotating, like, yeah, yeah. I think um, that adds a ton of diversity to the release. Holy fuck does it. Um, first of all, uh, and I, I believe this is, is this the um, the Death Wish release, right? Or no, is it? No, 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 this would be, um, that was, oh, that was um, uh, the one before uh, on our last episode, right? Uh, uh, Cryptodira, I was thinking of. Yes, yes, yes they're yes, actually yes, good yes. on Good Fight music, though. Yep, okay, so. Um, Just to set the record straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the, uh, the uh, what is it, um, the Metal Blade uh, uh, Black Market Activities thing back in the day. Like, oh, totally subsidiary. Yeah, but yep. All right. Um, so uh, with, with uh, uh, subsidiary, uh, I don't know why I said it that way. Uh, so uh, with this, I, I dude, I gotta tell you, this is crazy that it's just a uh, ultimately, um, I guess a one person project now. And when I'm looking it up, I guess you're absolutely correct. It's just um, it's rotating musicians with just a centerpiece, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, holy fuck. This was loaded. Uh, it took me on um, the biggest BT BAM ride ever. Uh, it just, um, just the, the jazzy parts, the singy parts, the fucking janty parts. I know you don't mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it was everywhere, man. Um, a really well-rounded album. Uh, I, 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 I honestly, I was hung up more on the jazz pieces in this album than anything else. There's a lot of those like more progressive, like metal like slash kind of like jazz. Yeah. They, they kind of like hit those moments for sure in a way that's really similar to, for me, um, periphery, and um, animals mm-hmm. as leaders. As a matter of fact, there's there's quite a bit of like oh progressive metal noodling on this release that's really similar to like the current movement of like solo artists doing it. So it kind of makes a lot of sense that that sound is kind of like gone the direction, gone that direction rather. Like good th- call on a, the animals as leaders. I didn't think about that one. That yeah, like as yeah. of as of this album, actually a sad bit of history about this band. Sometime before this project relocated, one of the guitarists, Eric Sorensen, passed away. <laughs> Which we covered that on the last time we we when we covered them last time we touched right, on back that. in 2016 yep. exactly, which is you know of course tragic but I you know it's good to see the project has continued on and years later they put out this album, um, although it is kind of a, a as I was just saying more like a shift into like the melodic and progressive metal and as you're saying kind of like you know the more jazzy atmospheric kind of parts are happening a lot more. Hmm. You know, at times it was recalling uh, "Protest the Hero" for me, especially on Zippler with those those melodic, clean vocals. Clean vocal—that's kind of a sort of a silly, <laughs> uh, like a misnomer almost. The singing, just like there's not screaming on that mm-hmm, track, but mm-hmm. the singing on that track is really quite excellent. Really recalling "Protest" for me. Um, uh, going off that, I really enjoyed the track uh, "Trash Serum" uh, for the fact that it was just this beautiful fucking jazzy piece that just kind of bleeds into the heavy right. part, but then goes right back into more just more of that kind of free jazzy side. Uh, You're it right. really fucking grabbed me, man. Even though it's like it's like swinging, it's like that you know tip toe tapping, snapping kind of thing. Fuck, man. <laughs> it, uh, I, I I mean, I'm gonna tell you right off the bat, like this is the first metal album I've heard in a long time where well-rounded it i mean all in all it's an amazing piece but fuck the jazzy parts i'm almost hung up on more uh it's it just so well executed um and it, that's all over trash or a serum too so and it takes a while to develop but once once it does it like see some really nice soaring melodic vocal lines too that's then punctuated i think as you were saying by like some more like metalcore shit at the end. um the track chago as well um it just 
fucking amazing jazzy side and uh, that's where i got the animals as leaders from yeah that i guess it'd be a little more progressive for for sure on that track you know i gotta say that that was the track that actually i found really grating it sounds like one of those just classic typical progressive metal instagram guitarists trying to mimic animals as leaders in a sort of like laborious prog etude you know and while the instrumentals are they're incredibly well performed and like more than proficient like the writing just felt horribly generic and totally phoned in stylistically speaking especially when compared against the rest of the record i I actually on that i feel like the three instrumental tracks made the runtime feel very bogged down to me um although i did enjoy the acoustic one quite a bit i was just i was disappointed by i guess the just the the amount of instrumentals on this release it's like you got all these vocalists together we couldn't get them on every track or get them on mostly every track that would be the biggest critique where there is all this uh artist contribution to it but then we're still having is like i wouldn't call them filler just like there's these inter- instrumental pieces where i just like the, i mean the album already is just beyond instrumental there's no reason to just put in these other tracks to just noodle around in you know i just feel like this album already just i mean there's there's a lot I'm of not even really going on right Totally. And I'm, I'm yeah. not even specifically criticizing the lack of vocals. I just felt like oh, the no, instrumental just, just felt like too much like, fluff. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, I could yeah, have the, done without Chago. No, I think that was the, the weakest track on the album for me. I'll give you that. I'll give you I that. think that the second half of the album, as a matter of fact, sort of drags when compared you know, when compared to the first. Because the first few tracks are just so strong. Like Zippler, as we established earlier, has excellent singing. And some of the more exciting, like memorable moments, Jazz Serum, or Jazz <laughs> Freudian slip there trash serum has like the more jazzy parts and then i also liked uh again that outro you know gravio even though it's more of like it's one of the the said instrumentals i thought that the melodic line was both catchy and had a little dash of technical flair to it as well well said and you know i want to just step back with that chego uh a track this actually was where in in the album i was so blown away already and taken back by all the uh just what was going on I looked at the tracks and I was like, oh shit, I am like maybe halfway through this right now. Like, oh my God, like that kind of thing where I, yeah, it, there was, um, it could have been uh, reduced or uh, trimmed a little bit, I guess. Uh, trim the fat. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, that's becoming like a way common complaint for me where I'm like, ah, there's, there's too much fluff. It's too much filler, you know? Yeah. So I'm- <laughs> we, we also are knocking out quite a few albums and, but I mean, every, every album is its own thing. And it's its own piece, right? I mean, they're totally. not expecting us to fucking tack on this with six other bands and shit like that. But uh, yeah, uh, all in all, um, I, I did notice that was kind of like, I'd say halfway through the record, I'd I kind of definitely checked my watch and I was like, oh, okay, all right, sounds good. Like that kind of thing. So, totally. At yeah. least they end it with that fucking the acoustic bit because it's. That, it's, that it's is the fucking... shit. I fucking love that, dude. We, we always talk about like the fucking. The, 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 the acoustic, like a uh, like breaker, the fluffer. In, like, the, the intro. In, I mean, the, the intro is even more typical, especially of like metal yes. chord music in general. But I like how they backloaded that as opposed to front loading, which is so common to like the. Um, the thing that mathcore bands are doing now, which yeah. is ending the album with a more cathartic, you know, slower, deliberate kind of outro, and less one that is like oriented around breakdowns. Yeah, this was a, this was a tasteful departure from the album. I would say this. I definitely enjoyed the last track. It was completely separate, and but fuck, it's really good. It has a really good acoustic track. <laughs> like I'm mm. fucking down with it. Yeah, dude. like interesting, interesting riff that um, is is also like memorable. You know, it's yeah. like it's got a lot of uh, a lot of movement to it. But you know, still very, still very beautiful, melodic. 
So, so I yeah, think man. I'm ready to give him a track. I think I think Zippler is the one for the podcast. Uh, I totally agree with you. Because I feel like Trash Serum just takes a little bit too long to develop. The end of the song is sick, but it just takes a bit longer to get there. So it's jazzy, but it definitely takes a while to get there. Right. Did you by the way? Did you watch that um, jazz? You know, it's like DJ. AZZ video that's like trending right now. No, it's like Gent and Jazz. It's like they thought they came up with something totally original, but it really is just like you know, lie by mistake kind of. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say like you mean Dillinger lie by mistake like 2000, 2001 fucking era. Yeah, okay. I mean it's actually it's actually really good, um, but it's not like super. You know, I don't know. I think that they thought that they were like inventing something, but it's like this sounds like mathcore. Also, am I supposed to hate this because it's great? <laughs> Man, all those lie by mistake dudes, like when they stayed, like whenever they stayed at my place too, like they listened, they didn't listen to metal. They just listened to fucking just jazz. That's all they did. <laughs> just, like, the whole band just listened to jazz. Right, anyway, anyway, so um, yep. we're going to go ahead and play for you Zippler, which is track two from Autocatalytica's new full length album, Power Clashing Maximalism. And that came out on October 16th. Here we go.
right, so that was Zippler, which is track two from Autocatalytica's new album, Power Clashing Maximalism, and that came out on October 16th. Super protest on those vocals. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I cannot believe I did not write down protest as a fucking influence or a comparison or anything. Holy shit. Yeah, I think it's maybe just perhaps that one song where that influence is kind of... I mean, it's sort of a grab bag of influences, isn't it? Like, track to track this album? It is, but I mean, like, when we're doing, like, the whole heavy to singy, I guess we could kind of compare it to a lot of people, I guess. I mean, it's Oh, well, truly. That's that's just, like, modern metalcore post-fucking 2003 in general, dude. Yeah. And it's hard to decipher. I mean, there's just, like... I don't know, man. I feel like there's even, like... I haven't ever stopped listening to extreme music and there's this side of me where I have to like filter or like decide that there's no cheesiness involved or convince myself there's no cheesiness involved with like when you do the hard to singy vocals, you know, there's just this weird. Just the other day you were saying you, you were fucking sharing your nostalgia for attack attack. So I don't know if you're really in a position to be talking about this right now, sir. Well, but also <laughs> I, I don't want to, I, I sometimes question my, sharing my love for attack attack in general. Right. Because so, yeah, then I, I guess attack you're you. right on. That's what yeah, happens. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, uh, it, it, uh, from, uh, of course. Cause that me. fucking first album slaps <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it, it was all right for its time. It, I don't think it's aged horribly well. Um, I think that that style is out of fashion, furthermore. You know, I, dude, I, I don't dude, see it. Singiness, little auto-tune with them breakdowns. But with specifically the synthesizers is the element that will probably not come back as, as prevalently, prevalently. Rather. We, I see electronic speaking... music becoming more prevalent, but not that again. We are speaking about a nostalgic album. It's not like I, I love... No, totally. that music all the time forever because there's a lot of bullshit bands that <laughs> you're just no like, you're right yeah. though like it's, they got, it's they pop got music they essentially got uh you know in a manner of speaking it's pop music and it kind of just i think that the purpose what's great about pop music is to say something positive about something that is accessible is that it kind of all bonds us together and remembering a certain time period and of which the music is evocative you know, yeah. especially for 80s music there, for me, like that, for some reason, like it really makes me nostalgic for the time I was growing up. Like, I mean, I as much know. as we 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 are, uh, we would like to stray against the four four uh, count. Uh, the four four count also does bring in uh, some people so we can. I mean, you know, there's a lot of hardcore music out there that still does the four four count that like, you know, um, it's it's hard to tell that it's poppy-ish, you know, but, you know, it brings everybody in because it's catchy, you know? There's that, something about that that whole thing. That's, well, see, that's yeah. what pop is. When you don't have... Uh, that, that's why that's why the technical artists can really benefit. I didn't benefit. know I say that. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I, I, get what you're, I know what you're getting at. And just yeah. to sort of complete that thought and bring it full circle, I think that that's what a lot of technical, quote-unquote, musicians are sort of, like, lacking is that um, what, what pop music does really well which is a discernible hook and catch which kind of makes you you know that your ear is begging for so Mm -hmm. when when the technical bands are able to accomplish that like floral just for a really quick and easy example uh i think that that's really starting to get some like perfect music in my mind speaking of which uh that's a great segue to the next band we're going to talk about Uh, i was uh, was that intentional or (laughs) (laughs) kind of was yeah so the next band we're going to talk about is elaine the singer and uh, Elaine, the, Elaine the Singer, rather, a Bay Area instrumental math rock trio featuring Nate and Ty of Floral, 
with Ty handling the guitar duties as opposed to uh, drums and Nate stepping into the role of bassist from guitar. So they just announced their new self-titled album, uh, which is out October 30th. This is some of the most incredibly idiosyncratic and original sounding instrumental math rock that I've heard in a really long time. Really angular instrumentals, instrumentation rather, and super complex and non-linear compositions with just excellent use of like loud and soft dynamics. <sighs> um, man, you said it right there. Uh, I I almost have a question to you um, as a layman here. Um, what would you compare? Uh, now, uh, what would you say the biggest difference is between? floral and elaine the singer because we are speaking of the same gentleman the same band they're switching roles and everything but a plectrum a, okay a pick a pick that is a, a pick is yep. what more or less separates these these two these two bands like for floral is extremely um, tappy yes floral is is two-handed tapping only there is no picking used whatsoever uh, but in elaine the singer uh, again, Nate has switched into the role. Excuse me, Ty has switched into the role of guitar, and he is using a pick. So, uh, it's a bit more of a percussive guitar technique that we're we're seeing in this band versus, um, basically, you know, I, I just feel like this sound is going to help push math rock forward because it just given its uniqueness and lack of similarity to like the Twinkle stuff that we're just currently just mm-hmm. dominating the genre's aesthetics. I would I would definitely describe this as like a. a harder quote-unquote uh version uh, of floral it's just Absolutely. like this um you know and and i really that's all i kind of i i mean once again i'm not a musician myself i've just been listening to music so like uh, my 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 verbiage is a little off sometimes it's hard to describe um, this shit I'll, I'll give you that man um yeah i think that's in part because there's a slight no wave influence perhaps too it's just like absolutely dude absolutely by the way shout out horse torso torso now i know now boys. i get it no wave <laughs> i understand i think that there's so. a bit of that influence permeating their music for sure it's especially non-diatonic and again as angular as i was pointing out earlier and also just yep. incredibly versatile again with with those loud soft dynamics like especially in the track national anthem that that song in particular um it's basically the musical musical equivalent of being like constantly crawling into bed and suddenly a bunch of pots and pans like start clambering around in the kitchen um <laughs> yeah and i have to wonder if that's a radio head nod as well yeah this is like i i mean this this album i guess uh because of the lack of uh twinkliness i guess there was um there wasn't as much flow as I'm used to uh, with like the more math rock. Uh, it was just uh, right. It, it's it, very non-linear it, in the composition. It, it is. It definitely made me stand at attention a little bit more. Um, and I guess, uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> fuck, man, I really fucked up by not right because um, with my uh, iPad, uh, n- all my tracks weren't showing up completely, uh, like for the titles. Um, but I would say track three was my favorite. I fucking didn't have that written down. I just have track three. American Music is the name, which is such a sardonic yes. song title, first of all. But um, also just a quite <laughs> quite heavy and chaotic for this band's usual palette. Like some parts could even be described as almost breakdowns, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Um, there are times where I feel like Elaine the Singer, since they're already doing a switcheroo, I feel like there should be... I don't know, man. There's some parts where I would take like a little bit of like vocals or maybe an audio insert. I just like, I, um, I, I grew, I grew a little bored with this release by track four 
um, I kind of got it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like that kind of thing. Um, there wasn't much uh, switching up. Uh, so, th- I mean, this album, that's again, that's a big, you, that's that's a weakness for this album for sure. There's no discernible hook it, or yeah. catch. It's very, very challenging as a release. It probably there didn't. is no hook or no catch. Right. There is no so it, um, it there made, is go no ahead. poppiness right. there. Like, it, it didn't grab me, I guess. So you know, it, yeah, it may be difficult to grasp and find enjoyment from an initial listen from Elaine the singer. However. Mm-hmm. I think that you'll find it's very rewarding upon subsequent listens after you've sort of like learned the band's language. Like it, you kind of have to like adjust your palate to, um, to appreciate what it is that they're doing. Cause again, it's just, it's that unique and idiosyncratic. There, there's, it sounded Agreed. so individual. I did like American music a lot. I think that was actually probably my favorite track on the album as well. I liked track six, the niqab, which has some really intricate guitar work kind of like weaving in and out of these dissonant and then melodic shapes and then back to dissonant shapes in a manner that's like really quite unpredictable and hard to follow i liked track eight on wednesday where again those like volume dynamics are coming to strong play again i fucking dug that one as well that's my second runner up right there man much like the national anthem we see that good loud soft displayed there i liked uh track nine the south where the acoustic guitars are playing a big role on that note actually back to American music, there's some really interesting layering happening both in track nine and in uh, track three American music where they're like layering the, the acoustic guitar uh, underneath the electric guitar. So like the electric guitar is in the four of the mix and the, the acoustic guitars are underneath them and it adds some really nice brightness to the tone and a feature that's probably repeated elsewhere throughout the record. I'm just not even aware of it. I liked track 10, uh, or excuse me, track 10, Privacy, which actually might be my favorite song on the record, come to think of it. It's got a great acoustic intro, which is then followed by some hammering, punchy double bass, staccato guitars. And it's like one of the most expansive songs on the album. And it just hilariously ends with the fucking weed whacker in the background, which definitely cracked me up. <laughs> did you pick up on that? I was like, that is a fucking weed whacker. Great. Just landscaper I'll, I'll, shit. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll take that. I don't know what, what the joke. I mean, I, I, I hope there's something there with the joke, but like I fucking I, I, I'll take it like little little breaker up there. There's, they're full of inside jokes, these kids. They're very clever. And um, this I think this is clever music. just kind of like goes to show you. It's very, very well written. I think this is actually one of the best math rock albums of the year, for sure. For me, anyway. Like, it's right up there with the Floral LP, unsurprisingly. It's the same people who brought you that album, so. Math rock? I will completely agree with you. Absolutely. It's a contender. So we're going to go ahead and give you American Music, which is track three from Elaine the Singer's debut self-titled album. And that's coming out on October 30th. Here we go.
right, so that was American Music, which is track three from Elaine the Singer's debut self-titled album, which is coming out on October 30th. So next, we're going to give you some mathcore news. So, um, Mike Patton of <laughs> Mr. Bungle and Faith No More did an interview with Adult Swim star and comedian Eric Andre. So, you know, of course he did. <laughs> what a what like a perfect like what a perfect setup for a fucking interview, right? Like to get the most zany personality of like of comedy matched up with the most zany musical personality. I feel like at that point you have to like you have a battle going of on personalities, at some point. truly. Yeah, definitely. You, you really somebody's, somebody's got to give in. Yeah, you know. You really have to wonder how that went down. Not really math correlated per se, but somewhat adjacent. Naveen Copperwise of Intheos and Animosity and Animals as Leaders fame has been recruited by Job for a Cowboy for their forthcoming album, their first album in six years. So um, that's cool. Job for a Cowboy hasn't been like. I mean, they're just, yeah, they're just like death metal is what it is. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really they're that. definitely more like tech death, but yeah, nonetheless, definitely. I mean, like he's kind of a, you know, animosity was a math core band by most definitions. So, oh, a absolutely. Band too. Holy I mean, shit. Yeah. You dude. could describe them in a number of ways, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, dysphoria, technical death core, math core from Ukraine just announced their new album, which is called primal entropy. And is dropping November 13th, so that's some exciting news. You sons of bitches better be ready. Do you understand what he just said right there? That is crazy <laughs> that they're coming back. That's so nuts, dude. It's I would like, describe yeah. them, their sound is almost seminal now. I mean, there's so many bands who are trying to bite. I mean, they were, of course, biting Beneath the Massacre and Ion D, but I, I think that they're, they have now inspired yet a third generation of bands. <laughs> Go back to that 2010 release. They got some fucking girth. I saw you listening were... to it today on Spotify. Yeah, like the Penguin Corps is what you deserve or whatever, and Santa doesn't. Yeah. Geiger counter or whatever the fuck. It is. Uh, uh, Santa, Santa, Santa roll, uh, Santa roll, or Santa makes cigars or something like that. It's kind of like, yeah, he makes the cigars too, like that kind of, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, that, totally. That, uh, every every fucking album from them is amazing. It's this. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to see that they're coming out uh, with more. Um, um, and that inhale, exhale thing that he does is ridiculous. So, yeah. What? What's the other math core news, Christian? <laughs> um, let's see here. So, in some more math rock related news, as we talked about it earlier on the podcast, or just moments ago, rather, uh, Elaine the Singer featuring members of Floral have just announced their new self-titled album, which is out October 30th. Uh, Juan Bond have just announced their new album, Womb, which is out January 1st via Dark Trail Records. So very stoked to be helping them put that one out. Y'all gonna like this one for sure. Did you get a chance to listen to it yet? I did. I did. I got it like the other hour, (laughs) basically. So It's Uh, it's fucking sick. Man, I just, I'm I'm, I'm stoked the, the, the roster is the same. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, if everybody wants to, like, uh, check it out, two years ago, uh, Mathcore, uh, Mathcore Dex Fest first, you know, check it out. Yeah, I mean, they're, they were really fucking good that year, actually. 
Yep, you'll be able to watch a studio session video for one of the tracks, which is called Water Waiters, and there'll be another one out on Friday the, um, what is it, the 30th, I think? Or yeah, the 30th, Friday the 30th, there'll be a music video up for uh, Garbage Juice. So you can look forward to that. So that was uh, your MathCore news for the week of whatever it is. It's October, y'all. So the next band we're going to talk about is Crow Killer. And Crow Killer are a self-described metallic hardcore quartet from Salt Lake City, Utah. And they seem to be a relatively new band. Uh, just dropped their debut full-length album, Enslaved to One, on March 6th. And they play mm-hmm. some like super heavy and chaotic metalcore, fucking crushing breakdowns, tons of what, you know... Panic chords is what you would call them, or minor second chords, technically speaking. Uh, a term yep. that has just fully infiltrated the hardcore vernacular, right? Like, <laughs> like you well, all, you all know what I mean. The panic chord has really come strong in the fat, uh, fast uh, the past few years, and then on top of that, um, that snappy uh, uh, snare drum on top of that man, it's like almost a kind of a metalcore thing nowadays. Just the poppy snare with that. Oh know? yeah, well, of course that that's always been there, but yeah, specifically that term or it used to be like the alarm clock things with you say, but really it's a, a minor second chord or sometimes a tritone or a, you know, diminished or half diminished kind of shape. Mm-hmm. Just a, a Man. extremely dissonant chord in other words. So this album, um, they, uh, they, they, they start strong, uh, continue on through the album end strong too, man. Uh, there are continuous fucking guest vocals going on through this thing. Uh, I fucking, yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed this album. This was a ripper from track one till the end. Uh, really enjoyed. They had the, the blood, uh, the, the blood one part, uh, part one and part two. Yeah. A little uh, bit of a uh, two movement sort there. of thing there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck man. It was great. This shit I, is fucking I, mean. I, I gotta agree. This <laughs> is one of the moshiest LPs of 2020 hands down. This is kind of like the 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 band of the uh, episode where I'm like, it's fucking good, man. Fucking bangs. Uh, game on. Like, you know, it's like I don't know what to fucking say to it. Typical like, fucking bullshit Levi's stock responses. Yep. 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 My my. But uh. But also. But okay. So one thing I do want to critique about this band. Um. Let them have it. Let's about, go. Something about myself listening to this album. There's this adolescence kind of vibe in the lyrics or the vocal approach where um, it's this like emotional shouty un like the range kind of cracks and goes all Thank over, you. you know? Yes, I'm right there with um, you. And I, I just like I felt like it was a, a very young frantic person doing the vocals versus like this like range, mid range low range high range like it was kind of a little uh too too uh frantic emotional for me in the in like a uh an unprofessional way see i'm not sure um, if that's attributed to the fact that there's like multiple vocalists on this release because at times you know i, I understand what you're saying it's like really kind of all over the place in the approach and i, I don't know if it's because it's one person it, doing I, a variety I, of techniques but i actually did feel I guess like i'm getting it go ahead so uh, i'm so sorry um uh i, I guess i'm getting this uh uh unprofessional side with the more talky emotive vocals where it's like you know where it doesn't really fit in okay so um, that my, my particular complaint does lie within the spoken word vocals as well especially on the closing track uh, yes i didn't i felt like they were very middle of the road and uninspired and even yes. 
considering the more straightforward metallic, you know, metalcore style uh, stylings that this band employs, yeah, it, it felt definitely forced. Uh, and the lyrics were uh, the lyrics and delivery were clumsy. Uh, although I do I do feel like it does improve, and I feel like the screaming is actually quite good on this record. The screaming, um, the mid range growls, I feel like it's all there technique wise. It's just yeah, the spoken word bets were excuse me the the spoken word parts were not landing with me either. I'm very I'm very over. This is 2020. I don't know where like what age you are, but if you're lying like die with cry and lie, I'm gonna. F- Fucking, okay, that's I that's. I want to flip a table. I want to fucking flip a table. Uh-huh. You know, and that's kind of where this is going with this, though. Like uh, this, the spoken word stuff, where it's like, I feel like you're literally just letting me know the vocals. Like you want and me. It's to, not even. You want me to hear the actual lyrics right. of this part, but it doesn't really. I really don't care about those lyrics. I was really enjoying everything, but you're like, I, I want to. I hear what you're saying. These lyrics right here, and I think it's particularly bad that, on yeah. again that closing track. I feel like elsewhere on the album, it's not as like painful painfully noticeable honestly, but i think the closer uh, i beg to differ the, the 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 opener has talky stuff yeah the but it's not it, it, i feel like it landed stuff. it like, landed better <laughs> for me to a point where i didn't like had to, have to like write it down like make a note of like wow i really i felt like this was a bit contrived yeah. i wrote it down yeah I, I feel like the rest of this record is really good though um my complaint again just with that last track is again the, the spoken word part and then the fact that i wish they would have just stuck with keeping a poor uh, a purely melodic subdued and more cathartic outro, or just another series of dummy hard breakdowns. Like, you know, like I think maybe trying <laughs> to do both work to their detriment here. The the dummy hard breakdowns. Wow, that's a pretty good way to put that. I man. mean, that, yep, that's usually, like, again, the new move seems to be doing the more cathartic, slower outro um, mm-hmm. versus what used to mm-hmm. be the trend, which was doing dummy hard breakdown in closing track, where you just play the breakdown and then you play the breakdown the- slower, and then that's the end of the track. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, I love that stuff. I, I, I still enjoy this album, like, throughout, because even track one, Castigate, like, it's like a ba ba da 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 ba ba Yeah, that riff ba, kills. You know, it just fucking goes into it. It's like, how could you not be... It, it's very vain, in a way, you know, just that pop yeah, snare. Truly. Fucking everybody's getting into it. Like, you you feel it, you know? Mm. But there are these times where I get, like, I'm like, oh, another day, another time. It's like, okay, <laughs> all right, man. All right, I get it, I get it. Like, that kind of thing. Talk about some tracks that I liked. Uh, I liked track one, Castigate, which you were just mentioning. I think that's, like, the classy, classic moshy chaotic metalcore opener uh that you just right out of the gate you get with that you know angular intro crushing breakdowns and just hammering double bass like that song is like definitely on point Mm -hmm. Uh, i like to track four hang tight which has like really like super compressed and like tough intro riff where you just know like okay this shit's about to like set off it's about to be a huge like mosh part Mm -hmm. i liked stand and suffer which has some really nice development and like one of the he- the heaviest breakdowns on the album, which is then of course as I was talking about earlier is progressively slowed down and peppered with minor second chords, so it's just like gets heavier and slower and heavier and slower. Yeah, and yeah, just just a great blend of vein as you were saying. I heard a lot of strain, the acacia strain all over this album actually. Code orange, <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of the guitar textures, a lot of the. The abundance of like pick harmonics and scrapes really reminding me of fit for an autopsy. Anything else you want to say what's about your, this? What's your, what? I mean, no, honestly, um, I guess uh, if anything, I'm just going to say like my favorite tracks, uh, castigate naturally mm-hmm. enslaved, uh, enslaved to one. And then, uh, uh, fight, honestly, fight back is fight the, back's pretty the good one too. that I, 
Yeah, because um, the the guest vocals on this album is fucking crazy, man. Um, and I think Fight Back is the one, though, that I really, like, every time I go back to the album, I'm like, oh, no, that's the banger. Bam. And I got, and you really got to wait for Fight Back till the end to get that, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I agree. Know, and, you know, that's actually, that's actually an older track. Did you know that, that they had a, a 2016 I did. EP? I did. Yeah. I went back and listened I to that. that. Yes. Certainly, <laughs> certainly not as good and nowhere near as good as a matter of fact to what they are now. So I think mm-hmm. that they've actually come quite a long way. Since that. I really, I really do like uh, the uh, the separate vocal um, um, additions. So bring back uh, the blood one has a vocal uh, uh, guest, and then bring back the blood two has a second vocal guest. I really like that kind of like like trilogy thing going on there. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I I do appreciate that having like the the movements to various songs. You it's know? fun. It's fucking fun. Something it's like it's everybody's involved. That they're, you know, they're connect, like you know, yeah, connected, yeah. Rather. So we're gonna go ahead and give you Castigate, which is track one from Crow Killer's new album, Enslaved to One. And we're going way back for this one. This came out on March sixth of twenty twenty. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's an older one. Here we go. So that was Castigate, which is track one from Crow Killer's new album, Enslaved to One. And that came out back in March. And that was actually a Patreon-voted band, so thanks for that, guys. Wow, really? The Crow Killer was? Mm-hmm. It was one of the bands they Fuck voted man. on this month. Um, Good call, everybody. Yeah. Well done. Actually, 
full full uh full transparency we ended up using all of the bands from the poll this month because the two other bands we had uh, originally planned on covering we didn't have the full press release for yet and we're kind of like waiting on that we want to be able to give oh, you a, but a those fuller two, assessment those two yeah those two you guys will appreciate that we waited yeshira and yes. uh dysphoria will be covering next episode you just said it christian Trade we're on. gonna make a all right <laughs> all right um so the next band we're going to talk about is Hornbill. Hornbill are a two-piece heavy math rock progressive metalcore uh, project from Salt Lake City and Baltimore, Maryland, respectively. And they just released their debut full-length, I'm Sad and I Don't Know Why, which came out on September 25th. And Hornbill play very heavy and progressive metalcore with a lot of like math rock and emo influence. Um... With the same kind of like melodic textures that you would see utilized by bands like Snooze and uh, the seminal Volumes. Volumes especially was really jumping to mind uh, when I was listening to this release. I totally agree with you. Um, this is, dude, <sighs> wow. This is like this... Cap and Jazz goes <laughs> gent. <laughs> In like a super dumb way of describing it, but that's... <laughs> Every fucking track took me on a ride. Um, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite of this uh, episode. Um, I still have not worked through exactly the the, the, the the emotion going through like track one to the end. Um, but it is math rock, gent, fucking just a metal axe with just great vocals. Um, the... I, I really want to say that this is like um, a genty math rock with the vocals of the band Torch. And I don't know if anybody knows the band Torch out there, but they had a, quite a few releases, Robotic Empire and beyond. But it's this clean, like, Valiant Thor, like, vocal approach to this that is going on. Um, I, I really, really fucking love this uh, release um it's like the vocals are like triumphant and this weird like metal range they're Great predominantly tone. singing it's it's so good dude and it's like a very, so good it's got a very like unpolished emo vibe to them as well exactly there's the, oh fuck man i honestly dude i don't even know what to say here i fucking love this album captain jazz goes it. <laughs> there's yeah and it's just like because you're like you 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 get in like that math rocky singy side and all of a sudden it's like chug 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 and you're like whoa holy yeah exactly shit. where the fuck did that <laughs> come from right <laughs> yeah it's exactly, almost a bit dude. jarring at times actually um oh man um okay i i have to ask you and you can keep talking about it, but like what out what 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 song did you like on this the most like what grabbed you like I, not even math core just like what track uh, submerged, I think, was the most like instantaneously likable song for me. Like, boom, baby, submerged is the one. Mm -hmm. the, and even before, with they had that audio insert from the last track bleeding into that. Like, dude, submerged is the one. Um, it's good. It just it, it it's a uh, it's that chunk with that beautiful like rock side. Like, oh man, yeah, it's everything. Yeah, it's got I that like it. um some insanely heavy and pitch shifted breakdowns, like sort of breaking up those more like melodic, almost emo moments. And if it weren't for the uncharacteristically characteristically down tuned guitars, it would be like an emo record basically. 
if, if this was not played there, on eight strings or whatever, this would be an emo record. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody is into the, the beautiful, like singy metal side of this with that chunk, I suggest everybody check out torch T O R C H E. They have been out there for quite a few years, but there's a lot of music out there and I just want to fucking toss it out there. Like torch this band, like the, the vocal approach is just spot on and it really grabbed me by the boo-boo in the right way, man. Ah, yes. Um, Torqued. (laughs) (laughs) Christian. Uh, but yeah, uh, I have My nothing else to say, man. I, 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 I have nothing else to say. Submerged was the one uh, for the track, and yeah. I really enjoyed this. So, it's cool to see an internet project just come out with an entire full length of material, too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Literally, this is like the thing they made, right? Is this the only release? This is the only release have? that they have out. That's like exactly anything. I think they may have had like a single or something. Not looking at their Bandcamp, um, just offhand, but. You know, this is a fairly unique sound too. Like, there's not a lot of bands really capitalizing yet on this melodic metalcore sound with more emotive qualities similar to emo and math rock. There's not really many bands doing it. And uh, speaking of snooze and such things, uh, the album has a great vocal feature featuring um, Logan Voss, vocalist, guitarist, songwriter of Snooze on track five, Pining. So, there's that. I like that feature. It's almost a bit like pop punk at times, this record, you know, like just especially towards the end. I totally agree with you. I think with some better production, this project could have absolutely massive potential. That is, I think, the thing that is primarily holding them back in like my main issue with this release is the production is very rough around the edges. Uh, you know, at, at times it, it feels poorly mixed with the vocals being distractingly loud, like... I think some better production could have definitely made a big difference here. Uh, I like the Logan Voss feature, but sadly I felt like the vocal harmonies that followed it were a little flat. Like the, I feel like they just they, they used a take that like wasn't really the take. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying earlier, you know, it's like some of the shifts into like the math rock sound from the heavier sounds is almost like jarring. You know, when it happens, it's, I think the trend the transitions oh. could be slightly better there. But yeah, overall, like, what great fun, like, internet project DIY duo, just killing it, putting out an entire fucking album, which, you know, kudos to you for doing that. It's a lot of material. It's, it's, it's fun to sit down and actually be able to get familiar with an artist on an album basis versus a single basis. I don't feel like much is revealed to me by uh, just a single in terms of, like, what the band is capable of doing. I mean, unless it's really just a balls to the wall, like, the best product you can put out. Which, of course, should be every song to a certain degree. Like, you should be always trying to put it, make your best song, but you get what I'm saying. I digress. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I digress. So, we're going to go and play for you Submerged, which is track two from uh, who the fuck are we talking about again? Uh, Hornbill. I don't like write the name of the band at the bottom of the fucking notes where the song title I picked is. So, sometimes, like, after I just said a bunch of shit about a different I know, comparison, I do. I, it's I, like. I, I, legit man the the more you gush i feel like the more you're like wait who are we talking about again like that kind of thing where you get so like into it you're like wait and who what's your name again (laughs) we really are stoners (laughs) all right so we're gonna go ahead and give for you uh play for you rather submerged which is track two from hornbill's new full-length album i'm sad and i don't know why and that came out on september 25th here we go 
right, so that was Submerged, which is track two from Hornbill's debut full-length album, I'm Sad and I Don't Know Why. And that came out back in September. So next, we're going to talk about Sideshow Cinema. Side, so, <laughs> Sideshow Cinema are a four-piece metalcore band. That's kind of hard to say, actually. Um, it really is. Say that five times fast. Uh, from Washington, D.C., and they just released their new self-titled EP on October 7th. A curious uh, choice there for a title for a band who has a full-length album, if I'm not mistaken, to then make your mm-hmm. EP the self-titled. Um, but anyway, uh, it's four tracks with two new tracks and two reworked and re-recorded older tracks. And their, their catalog has just gotten progressively heavier and more breakdown-oriented, actually. This band used to be way more like melodic, progressive post-hardcore leaning with tons of singing on that 2016 EP. Did you go back to that? I did. Yeah, like, what What a difference four years makes, huh? Like, <laughs> completely oh, shifted man. to breakdowns from all that singing stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there's another band with the cinema name when you look them up on Spotify underneath. <laughs> so, like, they, it's almost like a dance club massacre slash. Then there's another band that has, like, another name with massacre in them uh kind of seems to be a a occurring thing going on um with because when you look them up with spotify it's almost like um a new metalcore kind of like era going on because when i look them up any band that they're compared to i have no idea who they fucking are at all like <laughs> nobody like i don't know like anybody like that are compared to at all so it really with uh sideshow sideshow cinema i uh it's pretty solid metalcore uh post hardcore i i noticed it's their uh third release um other than that man i got nothing else to say just pretty straight up what they are yeah i mean just as far as or, i mean aside rather from the major stylistic switch one might even call it a regression because they're kind of like going back to a an older sound maybe not a albeit like a less generic one but it's kind of an older sound um it's a classic sound for classic. sure you're going definitely to the metal core metal core sound mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely uh and you know the, i think the stylistic shift was completed on that 2018 full-length palace where they started doing like the more d-beat chaotic hardcore and at that time, I think it was easier to peg their influences. At that time, they sounded a lot more like Converge and Every Time I Die, as opposed to their even older stuff, which, again, was, was completely different. Uh, and they, then they released this EP called Slime Forever last year, which is basically a foreshadowing of their current sound, which is like 10 times more aggressive and heavy than how they started out just four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a little disappointed that they came out with a new EP that was only two songs that were like actually new material. I feel like that was kind of a mistake. Normally what bands do is like re-record tracks for the full-length versions, rather for the full-length and not just another EP. So I would have appreciated hearing a bit more new original offerings of this new direction that they're exploring on this EP. Yeah. So there, wasn't, there wasn't really a whole lot to, to to speak about, so I kind of understand why you don't have a lot of notes here. Uh, I, I did feel like the material, though, was heavy, like track one, Wallpaper, which, although is pretty straightforward, it's definitely like a heavy and moshy metalcore banger. Uh, yep. I liked Fish Tacos. I think that's probably my favorite track on the <laughs> that, EP. That would that would be my favorite track as well, Fish Tacos, for sure. The Southern Rock riffs, all Every Time I Die, punctuated by those staccato attacks, peppered with pitch-shifted breakdowns in a way that very much reminded me of Dead Kiwis to make a very like modern comparison. Uh, again, making that, I think, my favorite track. I also liked track yep. four, Slime Forever, 
which is the most technical and impressive and the most quote unquote math core track on the EP where they introduce some like dissonant half step finger tapping. So kind of like using some more advanced techniques on that track. And yeah, really recalling on this newer stuff for me, Code Orange, Every Time I Die influence, I think has always kind of been there for them. I, I pretty much would, would peg those as their primary influences. Word. So I think we should go ahead and give them a slime forever. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally agree. I mean, Fish Absolutely. Tacos is probably my favorite track, but I think Slime Forever is like the podcast song. A little more mathy. Mm. Yep, absolutely. All right, so we're going to go ahead and play for you Slime Forever, which is track four from Sideshow, excuse me, Sideshow Cinema's new self-titled EP, and that came out on October 7th. Here we go. Get 
So that was Slime Forever, which is track four from Sideshow Cinema's new EP, There I Said It, which came out on uh, October 7th. There's a small child screaming outside. Perfect. There is a small child screaming outside. Streaming. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming and streaming. Curious. But is there actually like a... a, It's like legitimately an infant. is it a good scream? Like, like is it a good scream? Oh, I'm being a kid. Yeah, I'm a kid. Or is it like I'm a kid. I'm lost. Like that kind of thing. Like, like what's the what's the? Scream? You know, it's a little manic, so it's kind of hard to tell. I can't really tell if this huh. is a, of joy or of anguish. You and I hate children in general, so we probably aren't the best judges <laughs> of a children's scream, anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I like I like kids well enough, but uh. You know, I also like doing whatever I want all the time. All the time, forever. Eat all the ice cream. <laughs> eat all the chocolate I want. I don't care about anybody. <laughs> anyway, selfishness aside, <laughs> or just you know, fiscal responsibility, environmental responsibility, even. Yeah. Is it really? Is too. it really like a good idea to be having kids right now? I don't know. <laughs> Is that a discussion that we should be having on MathCast? Probably not. No, that's a math index question. It's not a discussion. That's a question. You guys want kids? What do you think? What's going on? That's it. So okay, if I good. pee in the lady, yeah. it makes a baby, right? Babies come out the butt, right? Is that what happens? I'm pretty sure. Anyways. So we'd like to announce some new format changes to the podcast. <laughs> Christian and I are canceled? We got canceled? Immediately? Uh, so the last what's it go ahead Hmm? did did I hear something on your side was that you no I I might have been laughing but okay so the last band we're going to talk about is Serpent Column and Serpent Column are a US based avant-garde black metal project I'm not exactly sure where they're from and they just uh, released their new album Cathodos on September 30th and uh, they play Serpent Column, that is. They, they play very technical, progressive, and what I would describe as avant-garde black metal uh, with the normal kind of like wall of sound drums steadily just blasting away, you know, those persistent blasts that are very classic to the sound, uh, the tremolo-picked guitars, uh, all that is there, but with a lot more variation in their musical textures, including a lot of dissonant arpeggiation uh, that is playing like the individual notes from a chord in quick succession. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of like modern tech death and blackened bands have kind of adopted that sound in recent years, actually. Uh, uh, agreed. <laughs> Fucking absolutely do. You hear them all doing it. Bands uh, who are influenced by Gorguts, especially too. And that, that sound is bled over, I think quite a bit. Yep. Uh, I really have not, not much to say about this band because of what you just said right there. Um, it is basically that shoegazy black and mathy kind of side. Um, uh yeah that's it man i really don't have too much to say about these guys 
uh, really dug uh, Departure of Splinters mm-hmm. uh, for the track. That's one of the best tracks um, for sure. But man, this is one of these bands, and uh, I'm not trying to like shove on drug usage to anybody. Um, you either like that joint or you don't like that joint and just listen to it and get high that way. But man, this is uh, this is kind of some uh, just slow and low, stony baloney fucking, it's good. I really enjoy this this uh, record in, in its entirety um, and have really not too much to say to it because it's just so simple and sweet. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack about this album for me personally. It's I, I feel like it's really boundary pushing, first of all. I feel like they're less your typical black metal band and more of these kind of like new wave of bands that are just kind of blurring the line between you know avant-garde black metal and tech death and almost a bit of noise rock and electronic kind of all infiltrating this same like amalgamation yep there's a lot of lyrical and song names that revolve around greek mythology uh it's also an extremely prolific band they released three full lengths in just a year which is totally fucking notable i feel like they're pushing boundaries just as hard as bands like liturgy Imperial Triumphant and Piron. It's like they're 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 very much in the, like the fore of this new like ultra boundary pushing genre defying quote unquote black metal, but that is really just hitting so many other places with wildly experimental instrumentation. You know, using unorthodox instruments you wouldn't normally see in metal, like flute and harp. I mean, maybe not specifically so much in this release, but yeah. Uh, there's, I, I think there's like a bit of a, a liturgy kind of element to this record, though. In the, I forget what uh, Hunter calls it, but ultra blasts or hyper blasts or something, where it's kind of like a bit of an excel, slight acceleration, a slight accelerando, and then retardando, sort of over and over again that happens there. Really similar to what liturgy jo- uh, does. Okay, that, that that's a fucking good uh, input there. I, I, um, I, I did feel like... The, go ahead, what were you going to say? Uh, I, I wanted to say that this band also... Uh, did you note this? That they put out two records uh, within 2020. Yeah, already. yeah. Like I said, three um, full lengths in just a year's time. Yeah, yeah. it's so crazy, man. Uh, that, that I mean, I mean, obviously, we all have some a little more free time. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, to... Uh, to can, to put this much music theory into three releases in a year is pretty fucking absurd. It is a very challenging listen, though. I, I can understand why you may have had some reservations about this one. Like, track five, Anodos, sort of ends up being the actual, like, interlude, um, which is then followed by the very middle-of-the-road instrumental of Seinsfeldlassenheit, Height, rather. Hmm. And for me, this broke up the runtime in a way that I just did not enjoy. Uh, although it's apparent there's some kind of like corresponding motif that is being revisited here, that just wasn't doing it for me. Those two tracks, Anodos and Sveinsfeldlassenheit, Height, rather. Uh, the, yeah. The, the combination of the two of them just were not doing it for me. Uh, and I also found like the last, I mean, I like the last few minutes of the song, but I thought pathlessness was kind of just that. <laughs> Very kind of like repetitive, even <laughs> in the context of black metal, and the title sort of projects the problem with the track. I think, unfortunately, word. Um, it, it does effectively bleed into one of my favorite tracks, though, uh, which is "Offering of Tongues." I felt like that was one of by far the best fucking 
tracks on the album. Uh, as you were saying, Departures, excuse me, Departure of Splinters is also really good. It's got that slow and hypnotic buildup. Uh, meandering and menacing guitar lines that continue while the drums suddenly spring into life with those classic persistent black metal blast beats. And then they pretty much just like hammer you with the same motif for about three minutes or so with varying intensity, excuse me, varying intensity on the drum parts, which kind of like change the feeling, you know, like they, they, they change the drums to change the whole feeling of the song, even though the guitars are kind of like playing the same sort of, um, the same sort of like riff, for like a full three minutes, but it's very like hypnotic in that way. I liked Cathodos track too, which although it takes a while to develop as most of their songs do, the payoff is great. <laughs> and naturally you're going to get more I, like, I, I dude, that, that is the main thing with them. Yeah. The payoff. Yeah. You know, it's like always three minutes into the song. Basically it's one of those kind of bands. Uh, and naturally you're going to get more like breathers and interludes on an album of this scale. But I liked track three night of absence, like how they kind of like lull you into the sense of false security and then all of a sudden it just explodes in your face like a botched bomb defusal <laughs> yeah. with those blood curdling yeah. screams. Yeah, exactly. And that bleeds yep. into the next that, song on, too. That, that, that's my, that, that, that is my favorite track right there. Like that track three is night the, of the absence. One. Just fucking <clears throat> grabs you, you know? And what's so good about that song is that the fact that it bleeds right into track four dereliction, which is probably my favorite song. And that's got great title. Yeah. Great fucking song title. Truly. It really is. I think that's my favorite song on the record. Actually. The material in the song is the most brutal and abrasive of the entire album, with great use of, again, that accelerando and retardando, the end of which just almost feels improvisational just due to how wacky that stuttering stop-start sequence is, you know? It's like being in rush-hour traffic and the guy in front of you just keeps fucking slamming on his brakes and your head just keeps hitting the dash, you know? (laughs) You can't follow it or anticipate it. In very much the same way uh, that a lot of Piron's like B sides kind of sound, you know, like they're more math rock kind of numbers or uh, noise rock numbers rather. Very, very similar to the track Dereliction. So I think that was my favorite track. And again, if you're a fan of shit like uh, Liturgy, Imperial Triumphant, Kralis, Deathspell Omega, Portal Gorguts, Piron, Asatis, that whole crowd, I mean, j- just look at fucking. <laughs> Any one of those bands, Spotify's, and you'll, of course, see that they're in the similar artists, which is not necessarily how I make this determination on how my FFOs are, but uh, it certainly helps, and it should help mm-hmm. you. That, that mean they're actually pretty fucking spot on there. Anywho, great album, great band. It's a bit challenging, so if you're not into black metal, this might be just a bit fucking too much for you. I'm not very much a fan of black metal at all, but I, I definitely took away a lot from this album regardless. I get, I got a solid, uh, I get a good amount of enjoyment out of it. Ditto. So I think we should go ahead and give him uh, dereliction then. I'm down. Great. So we're going to go ahead and play for you dereliction, which is track four from Serpent Column's new album, Cathodos. And that came out on September 30th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Dereliction, which is track two from Serpent Column's new full-length album, Cathodos. And that just came out back in September. Yeah, I love that outro. That's what it was really recalling uh, Piron for me, actually. Anywho, <laughs> nothing, nothing you want to add to that, Levi. I'm just waiting for you to chime in, but you got nothing to bail. No, but no, I got nothing to say to that, bro. You just took a fat hit while that was that song was playing, didn't you? No, no, no. Honestly, I, I have nothing. You know to what's say so to that, funny? Honestly, just, just like, the other yeah. day, I was like, I went back and revisited episode 17, which was published three years ago, like next week or something. I don't know why it like came up my memories ahead of time, but. Uh, on that episode, like we're clearly like passing a joint to one another, like both like literally taking hits while we're talking on the podcast. <laughs> like it's fucking poor man Joe Rogan. Like not to fucking Yo, compare our podcast to that piddle, but because that the the thing is the first uh, year and a half to two years we are literally um, knee to knee on one couch looking at a TV so we're literally the beefs and butthead style right. where we are we are speaking to each other but looking at a TV in front of us and at at that time I'm pretty sure the first year year and a half is where we're you're speaking and then you'd look at me and then I'd lean in mm-hmm. and then you'd speak and that whole thing and also with your burps you'd lean in and you'd burp, burp like blow it out the window <laughs> burp up smoke no less yeah, and you're like here dude. take a beer like we're like drinking and smoking and i'm just like progressively getting like more stoned just and gaseous drunk. we're just like yeah just gaseous as well just like not making any sense no, there's a yeah, few episodes I, like by the end i'm like slurring my fucking words i'm like just clearly blasted you know <laughs> <laughs> just totally pew, loaded pew. loaded's a good phrase bring bring back loaded it's funny. Oh, loaded, loaded, blasted. I like those, man. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like a fucking 90s throw or 80s throwback, even. Loaded. Uh, toasted. Yeah. Toasted, toasted is good, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Holly, that's good. That's yeah. good. I like toasted that. is definitely a throwback, too. I feel like Toasted is even precedes, uh, or rather, is even before both of those. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Toasted is definitely, that's got to be have its roots in the 80s for sure. Pretty sure they say and, it on the Breakfast like, Club. Like, like naturally wasted has probably existed in all eras in different forms. Oh, turnt, right? turnt is a as a phrase that has completely turnt? died yeah. out. Lit is what the kids say for sure now. I mean, right? <laughs> Eric, you're a cop. I know you're a cop now. <laughs> yeah. Now I know Eric. Now a we cop. know who Eric's the fucking cop, cop is. Eric's yeah. Cop. <laughs> Y'all want to play Fortnite and stay lit? <laughs> Bent munchies. Oh, Eric, definitely a cop for sure. <laughs> oh goodness, that's fun. All right. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that about <laughs> wraps it up for the, uh, what am I saying? Before we wrap this up, before we, before we, we, we kick the, we, we, we call it, call it a night. Call it a night. There you <laughs> Hang up the old coats, you know? So before we wrap this up, uh, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, especially those of you who are listening in the Discord chat right now. We love you. We love you. We love you. Uh, and special thanks so much to Kevin for helping moderate and, uh, all the technical stuff. Thanks to Jeff, Otis, Phil, Eric, Chris, Anthony, Robert, Matt, Mike, Sinza, Kent, Jesse, Austin, Eli, Jamie, Sam, Andre, Grady, David, Carter, 30 Seconds Go, Andrew, Jordan, Chris, Nathan, Jeremiah, Sonny, John Bum, Spencer, Ezekiel, Taylor, Jim, uh, Brandon, Joshua, Holly, Ethan, Dimitri, Caleb, Eric, Jesse, Iconi, Rory, Chris, Nabila, Adolfo, Andy, Bebop, Gage, Brian, Austin, Graham, Ethan, Tucker, Dan, Christian, Matthew, and Danny. We love you all. Thank you so much. 
All Holy 58 shit. <laughs> very, very proud of that. Uh, thank you so much for uh, keeping us going, guys. We love you again. Always a pleasure getting stony and rambling for you. Especially live. I mean, I, the live element has is, is truly improved this podcast and really enhanced my enjoyment. Like the interaction that it we is, have during... It, it, it is 50%... It is 50% more fun and 50% more distracting. <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly. Like, I, I'm, you guys are hilarious. It is a double-edged so, sword. Yeah. It is a... Yeah. I get really fucking distracted by the chat sometimes. I get completely... That definitely throws me off sometimes, <sighs> too. If I, like, hear, like... If I give a very long um, it's more than likely I'm just, like, reading what people are saying or they said something to and me. And we're I'm already... Like, we're already throwing cannabis in this. It is the mental fucking acrobatic sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm like, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Doing yeah, so many things okay. at once. Just like, <laughs> that's like, but anyways. That's kind of like yeah, our just, my whole thing anyway, doing just way too many things at the same time. Oh, and just trying to speak like a normal human being right. there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Formulate actual thoughts. And sentences. And like actually know. have a conversation with you and not yeah, just like talk at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. Well, okay. Well then. So let's. Uh, so I guess that about wraps it up for the fifty-third episode of Mathcast. I'm your host Christian, and I'm your co-host Levi. And we'll be back again next week with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. <laughs>